In today's episode, we'll be discussing the Raptors' 112-103 loss to the Miami Heat. We'll also take a look into Kyle Lowry's plans for the future, and we'll make a few predictions for tonight's in-season tournament games. So lock in with me, hit that like button, and let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Raptors Flex Plus. I am your host, Kyle. Gia, and welcome back to the channel. I'd just like to start off with some quick news before we dive into the Raptors topics. Raptors Flex Plus. Hold on, actually, let's do it this way. Yeah, Raptors Flex Plus. Raptors Flex Plus is now available on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts for your listening and viewing pleasures. Thank you all so far, anyone that is subscribed to the channel or anyone that is not necessarily subscribed, but you check in with me. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to get this thing off the ground, man. I'm trying to get this thing off the ground. So uh, I just appreciate all the love and all the support that we've gotten so far here at the channel. And I have a few other things that I have coming up soon that I will be sharing once those things come to fruition. But um, please go to those other streaming platforms and follow, subscribe over there. If you are already listening on one of those platforms and are not subscribed on YouTube, come to YouTube, subscribe, and all that goodness. So, yeah, now that the news is out the way, the friggin' Raptors, man. <laughs> the flicking Raptors, man. They let, like, some dudes named, last name Robinson, just come in and just put licks on us, yo. Duncan Robinson. Orlando Robinson. There's probably somebody named Robinson on the training staff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, dog. The Heat were without Bam Adebayo, their first leading scorer, their number one leading scorer on the Heat team, and their number one rebounder. He didn't play last night. By the way, Tyler Hero also. Not in the lineup. Their second leading scorer. Out. Out. Now, regardless of those two players being out, right? To me, Jimmy Butler is their best player. Regardless, right? I don't care what the stats say. Jimmy Butler is their best player. Like, big facts. He played last night. And even though he was effective... The Robinsons, yo. The Robinsons. And Caleb Martin went off. Just completely just went off the chain in the first half. Completely. Man. Like, I love my team, y'all. I love my team, man. But sometimes I just look at these other organizations and just think about what used to be here in Toronto. What used to be? 
let me explain, man. And you probably already know where I'm going with this, but like the development that the Miami Heat are able to do year in and year out to just find players out of nowhere, undrafted, undrafted. And they just become integral parts to their team. Guys are missing and guys just step up and right into the role and play solid basketball. Solid. This uh, Yami Hakez. I know he was a first round draft pick. I think he was like 18th overall or something like that. But this is a four year guy. A four-year guy. And Jack was talking about it on the broadcast, man. Like, sometimes you just need those glue guys that are able to come in and just hit the ground running with experience and being able to fill the gaps in areas of needs. You know, I think back to, like, a player that we used to have, like Norman Powell, who was a four-year guy at UCLA, right? Like, those are the types of guys that, like, you know, they tie your team together. They tie your team together, man. They're basically like college vets. College vets coming into the NBA that have, like, their bodies are ready for ball. You know, they have experience playing in a system for more than just one or two seasons, right? Because they're four-year, five-year guys generally seniors are unless you've like redshirted a year or something coming from college right duncan robinson undrafted player undrafted player we know about that we had our fred van fleet being able to develop guys that are just undrafted and play and the heat have a history of doing this even if you look at last year when they made their run to the finals you look at guys like Max Struess, who is now in Cleveland, undrafted. Gabe Vincent, now in L.A., undrafted. The Heat helped those guys build up their value through development and solid play where they're able to get contracts elsewhere now. And it's not like they even, like, really care too much, like, Okay, let them go because we are confident as an organization that we can develop more players that are from that same class. More players from that same class. Duncan Robinson, Orlando Robinson, undrafted players. And we're struggling just to try to get Malachi Flynn going. First round draft pick. Now, we had his moments yesterday on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, mm, not good. Not his best defensive game yesterday. Didn't really even get much run. I think he only might have played six minutes or something because Darko definitely, like, did something different with the rotations yesterday. Ah, oh, man. I don't know, man. And, like, the Heat are coming off of a game last Friday where they gave up 144 points to the Indiana Pacers. Now, we've talked about the Pacers already. They are 
firing on all cylinders on the offensive end of the floor, right? They're one of the top offensive teams in the league, if not the top, right? And their pace is, he- is hella crazy, so they're going to be high-scoring games. But, like, the second half, I tweeted this out yesterday with, like, a dollar thirty-six left on the clock. And I was like, yo, the Raptors only scored 30 points up to this point in the whole second half. I think it was a dollar 36 left on the clock, something around there. But it was late in the fourth quarter, and we had only scored 30 points the entire half. So the Heat now are coming off of a game where they gave up 144 points to the Pacers. They gave up mad points to us in the first half. I think it was 66, 64, something of that nature. And then in the second half, they totally just shut us down. Totally shut us down. Scotty Barnes, man. Like, yo, Scotty. Scotty. I could have easily started with Dennis Schroeder, but Scotty, you the man, bro. You the man. You the, You are the man that a lot of Raptors want to throw their support behind in terms of building this team long-term. Now, we're not going to, like, you know, barbecue you after one bad game because the last three games, I think they said on the broadcast you led the Raptors in scoring. I didn't check on that, but I believe what they say to be true. But last night's performance, Scotty, that was just not... That's not a Scotty-esque type performance that we expect from you after you've had, what, five days off, however long that was? And I think Schroeder said in, like, the pregame post-conference that Darko gave the guys two days off, be with their families, it's respectable, and then the other two days they practice. But when you have a performance like this, where the Heat are missing their two top leading scorers and their top rebounder, Caleb Martin hasn't been doing anything so far spectacular this season. Put up his career high, it's not career high, I'm sorry, season best on you with just the first half. Orlando Robinson, never even heard of this guy. Never heard of him. Came out and played a solid game. Like, the Raptors need to be better, man. The Raptors need to be better. And, like, we know who this team is, man. They're, yo, they're up and downs. They are up and downs. They are the hills and valleys. That's what this team is, man. The problem is, is, like, the hills... They're like right up and right down. There's no like curve. There's no curve where we're there for a while. Right? We look really good. And then we just like look bad and like the valleys are like a lot longer than the hills. And I don't know what to do with this team, man. Every time I, like, have a suggestion or something on what I believe the team should do, it's like they just come out and do the, the total opposite. It's like OG Ananobi heard me say, like, yo, hypothetical question, should we trade OG Ananobi? Now, his 3 and D game, I told y'all, OG Ananobi is the best 3 and D in the NBA. 
I put it out to anybody out there. Name a better three and D than OG Ananobi in the league. Name one. If I'm forgetting somebody, then I'll say that I'm wrong. But OG Ananobi's the best three and D in the league. But I also said, like, yo, this guy's not able to create his own shot like that. Like, not consistently. And that's why I don't believe he's more than just a really good three and D. But yesterday, this guy was like going to the basket, finishing both hands. I'm like, yo, OG. What did I do? Do I need to keep talking foul about OG from to come out here and play like that? Because he had a good game yesterday. Now, I know that we had, like, many, many breakdowns defensively yesterday. It was just ridiculous how many breakdowns we had defensively in this game where guys just got easy line drive, straight line drive to the basket, no resistance at the basket. Too many of them. So do we not work on defense at all over those two days of practice that we had? Like, what are we working on in practice? <laughs> like, obviously the Raptors don't have to answer to me. I'm nobody. <laughs> I'm nobody. But I would like to know, like, what, like, what, like, what are y'all working on? Because you came out of the break, this little mini break, and defensively, you let Caleb Martin just go ham on you. Just open threes in the first quarter. Open threes. I'm like, are y'all going to contest this guy on the threes? I know he hasn't been shooting well, but, I mean, the Heat were a top six team, I believe, in three-point percentage in the NBA coming into last night. Now, I thought we did a much better job guarding it in the second half. Much, much, much better job. But that first quarter and parts of the second quarter, just horrid. I just don't get it. I just do not get why this team cannot put together like a performance that we could all be proud of against some of these like tier two, tier three teams. I'm still hanging on the Mavericks one. The Mavs might still be our best victory of the season but that was like three weeks ago that was long time ago long time it feels like sure we could point out the pistons game but really the pistons have lost like 18 straight you can't hang your hat on that that team is bad like really bad <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, we got down again. 15 in the first quarter. 15 early. You know, that's just what we do. You know how we do. We like to get down 15 or above. <laughs> Yo, that's how I feel, man. I mean... We made the comeback in this game. The Raptors, the Raptors shot the ball well tonight. I think we finished like damn near 50%. If you look at the stats for this game side by side, everything is like pretty much even. Pretty much even. To threes made, to field goal percentage, to free throws. I think that was like a plus two for us. But like everything was like so near to being even except for one category. And this is where I feel like we lost the game, man. 
in the third quarter, when we just started turning over the ball left, right, and center, and the Heat went on a 16-0 run against us, and we were just giving up points off turnovers, like, come on, man. You were down already 15 in the first quarter. You worked your tail off in order to get back into the game now in the second quarter and take the lead going into halftime. Take the lead. So, like, I don't know what was being said at halftime, but coming out in this third quarter was just totally unacceptable. Unacceptable. They went on a 16-0 run. We didn't score a bucket or even a point, not even from the free throw line, until like under six minutes in that third quarter. What are we going to do, man? What are we going to do? I know like a lot of people out there got hype on the Suns win. They got real hype on the Suns win. Then they got humbled on the Knicks loss. Then they got humbled again last night against the Heat. Whole lot of humbling going on right now on this side of the border. And everybody has an opinion. Trade Pascal, keep OG. Trade Pascal and OG. <laughs> Sign both Pascal and OG and roll with it. <laughs> Make a trade for Zach Levine. You know, everybody falls somewhere, some way. Because as Raptors fans, when we like the reason why all the opinions are all over the place is because we can all agree that we don't like what we see on the court. We don't like what we see on the court. Because we are consistently inconsistent. We are consistently inconsistent. And that's not a good place to be. Not a good place to be. You know? Like, Scotty Barnes really struggled in this game until about the fourth quarter. But at least Pascal and OG had it cooking. I mean, let's search for some positives. Pascal was 11 from 11 from the free throw line. Thank God, because he's literally been, like, underwhelming from the free throw line. Underwhelming. OG Ananobi continues to be steady as can be. Steady as can be. You know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get solid defense at all five positions when needed to. He's going to hit some threes. And then pretty much everything else is just a bonus. I'm not lying. For those out there that believe that OG Ananobi is like more than just a really, really, really good 3 and D, I just disagree. And that's not a disrespecting to OG. It's not a disrespecting. When you are the best at what you do, then, you know, there's no disrespect there. I just think that it, when he tries to go outside of himself and he has nights like tonight where it's working, and it looks good, then we all can be like, yeah, I like that. We like that, for sure. But then the opinions start to divide. Some believe that OG can do this all the time if he just worked on it or 
if he got more opportunities to do that. And then there's others that believe like, yo, that's not really you, but I know you can do it sometimes and I'll take it when you can do it. But when it's not working for you, please stop. <laughs> Respectfully. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, we fought our way back in the fourth quarter. You know, Scotty Barnes hit a three, tied up the game. I thought we played pretty good defense in the fourth fourth quarter for the most part. We were rebounding the ball. We weren't giving up too many second-chance points. We weren't turning it over like we did in the third quarter. Um, But, yo, man, they made more plays than us, man. They made they made more plays than us, like Dennis Schroeder, my G. I like I really don't know what possessed you to take eighteen shots in this game when it just was not working for you, and that was my beef that I was talking about from a couple of episodes back. I'm like, yo, Dennis just keeps taking the ball out of Scotty's hands. It bothers me when I see Scotty Barnes get a rebound. And then he outlets it to, to Dennis Schroeder? Why? Why does Scotty need to do that? It should be Scotty gets the rebound, everybody go. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I'm not sure if like Darko or somebody told Dennis, yo, this is you, fam. You're him. Keep shooting. Like, what was that? I think we could use a shakeup, man. I think we could use a shakeup with this starting lineup. You know, Gary Trent Jr. is starting to get his shot going. Now, I know sometimes it's up and down. I know it's up and down. But if you put some some shooters around Scotty, right, and you're able to space the floor just a little bit more where the defenders on the opposing team have to actually pay attention to shooters, Right? And Pascal can cook a little bit down low, find the passes, get it to the open guys, swing the ball, take a shot. I feel much more comfortable with Gary Trent Jr. taking a three than Dennis Schroeder. Much more comfortable. Now, Dennis in the mid range, man, I'm with Dennis in the, rib, in the mid range when he picks his spots. You don't need 18 shots. You don't. Especially on a night where Pascal's cooking, OG's cooking, Gary Trent Jr.'s cooking. Perto should always get his touches in the paint. Like you weren't really hooking up Perto like that tonight. And maybe that's because the Heat were packing the paint. But, man, what possessed you to do that? That started reminding me of, like, the days when we had Mike James on our squad. When he just took all the shots. Y'all remember that? Mike James had his best season ever with the Raptors. He was a 20-point scorer. Never even sniffed that again. Like, it, it really reminded me of that. Because when Mike James was, was playing for the Raptors, on nights where it wasn't going, he was still shooting. It was that mentality, shooters going to shoot. <laughs> he, but he wasn't really a shooter. 
and Dennis isn't either, man. When it's going for you, Dennis, when you got the hot hand, I'm with it, bro. But, like, I don't like the fact that you're taking touches away from Scotty Barnes. And I know I'm not the coach, man. That's Darko to make those decisions. I think Schroeder has been solid for this squad, man. But what's best for the team? I keep asking this. I keep asking this. What I would love to see, Grady Dick is starting to get his stuff together a little bit in Raptors 905. When he comes back, insert him into the starting lineup, move Dennis to the bench, and have Dennis and Gary work as your prim primary scorers off the bench. Malachi Flynn, I like you, bro. Like, when you're going, you're going. You had a big three yesterday. I thought, like, when you're acting as the point guard, you make some really good passes, some quick decisions, and you get guys going. But, like, that's inconsistent like crazy. And your defense, which is supposed to be, like, your strong suit, because I feel like that is where, you know, I expect him to excel more, just being a pest on defense. There's games where he's just a defensive liability, man. Like, fouling Kevin Love on the three-point line, why are you doing that? You think you're going to block Kevin Love? You're not. And like I've been saying about all these NBA guys, the flybys, I don't understand the flybys. Because, yo, it's literally just a reposition or slide to the left, slide to the right, shot. And you're out the picture. We can't even see you, dog. Like, we need more discipline defensively. Whatever happened to a proper closeout and just getting a hand up? Is that too elementary? Because to me, it's just fundamental. I don't think that's elementary at all. Now, I know that these guys are like super athletes. Super athletes. But like as a super athlete, if you learn how to close out properly and recover, that also takes a lot of athleticism when you can do it correctly, not just blocking a shot. And when you start to look at like the advanced metrics and stuff, which a lot of teams do now, bro, you would be a star. You'd be a star with the advanced metrics. I'm talking like all NBA players, not just the Raptors. If you just learn how to close out properly and work on your recoveries, like that is a pet peeve of mine, the NBA. And Malachi Flynn, man, I, I just don't. Uh, yeah, we need Dennis off the bench, man. That would be my thing because we're not making a trade in December. Like I said on episode 28, man, like we're not making a trade in December because generally there's no major trades that are made in December. What is our plan for Precious Achua, man? What is our developmental plan for Precious Achua? I need to think about this because I, I don't know what he is. When I look at guys like Hami Yakez, like he knows his role on the team. He knows what he's here to do. That guy's here to play solid defense, make good decisions, and just be a glue guy. Run the floor, play with power, 
Like, what is Precious Achua's role on this team? Like, what are we doing to develop him? Like, what are we developing him into? I don't know what he's supposed to do. I'm dead serious. Someone put it in the comments. I'm not trying to be funny at all. I don't know what he does. He, like, his career right now is in, like, no man's land. And it might just be because the Raptors have not taken the time to properly develop him. Because I don't know what he does. There's that play in the fourth quarter where President Achua got a steal, right? He was, he, they were, um, the Raptors were coming back on defense. I think Kyle Lowry or somebody tried to make a cross-court pass. Didn't see that Precious was coming back into the picture on defense. Stole the ball. Now, the Raptors literally have a three-on-two, so you got the numbers. But the thing is, Precious has the ball at the far wing. You have Scotty running down the, the ball in the middle, and then you have Chris Boucher filling in the wing on the right side of the court. Precious keeps the ball and then double dribbles twice. He popped the ball twice. Fundamentals will tell you on the fast break, get the ball to the middle. Get the ball to the middle. The other two guys fill the wings and you put the pressure on the defense up the middle. Like, to my point, it, he's not a ball handler, Precious Ujua. He's not a ball handler. He can play pretty good defense. I'll give him that. He can play pretty good defense when he's engaged. But he's not a ball handler. He's not a shooter. He can hit the three, but I don't really have much confidence in him shooting the three. I know he can hit it, but, like, it's not consistent. He has no mid-range game. <laughs> Around the bucket, sometimes he finishes, but it doesn't really look great unless it's a dunk. I don't know. I don't know, right? And it sounds like I'm burying the guy because I thought he had, like, a really good second quarter. But, like, other than that, bro, I've been, like, frustrated for, like, some weeks now in terms of what is it that you do? Pick something. Pick something. So, anyways, uh, the Heat closed out down the stretch, man. They closed out down the stretch like the Robinsons, man. Duncan had a three. Orlando got a shot at the rim. Um, Orlando got like a tie up that they called a foul. Duncan got a three. Like, you know, game's over, man. Game's over. Do I really even need to talk about the review? As soon as, soon as they called the foul on Scotty Barnes and he's like this guy, I'm like, Scotty, it's not even on you. Chill. I know they called it on you, but like, you're not really even checking with Dennis to see what it is. And I get it. That late in the game, no one's going to do that. But, like, that is the craziest, weirdest, successful challenge I've ever seen. You win the challenge, but the foul's not on you. We're going to give it to that guy and give him his fifth foul. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Yo, man, the Raptors, man, something else. Something else, man. Something else. So, yeah, man. Um, we lost the game by nine. We had a chance down the stretch. It was tied up a few times down the stretch. And 
the Heat just made more plays than us. They made more plays than us. That 16-0 run in the third to start the third quarter where you had like a million turnovers and, you know, you just couldn't put the ball in the bucket. Like, that was it, man. That was it. I know we fought and we got back into the game. But again, when you fight so hard to get back into the game, so hard, sometimes you run out of gas. And it looked to me like, it didn't look like the Raptors ran out of gas, but like shots were just like rolling around the rim and coming out. Like, basketball gods, man, basketball gods. And, um, you know, Kyle Lowry made a return back to the Raptors again. It was nice that Larry Tannenbaum and his family, they all came down to the court to greet him. And that's the type of class that the Raptors organization has. You know, that's classy. They all came down, shook his hand, gave him a hug, said, we miss you. We love you. And Kyle Lowry acting like the boss that he is, yo, went over, shook Larry's hand and went over and gave Larry's wife, Judy, a big hug, yo. Wholesome moment, man. Wholesome moment, yo. When you talk about greatest Raptor of all time stuff, I know, like, there's better players. <laughs> I know it might sound blasphemy. There's better players, man. There's better players that came through here. Vince Carter, better than him. You know what I'm saying? But, like, DeMar DeRozan, all-time leading scorer. But, like, Kyle Lowry really, like, exemplified what it was to be a Raptor in the We The North era, you know? And the fact that he had the opportunity to stay right through being a leader for this team, helping develop guys like Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam and Norman Powell, you know what I mean? Like, all these guys are his sons, yo, respectfully. You know what I mean? Like, to those guys, Kyle Lowry's your OG. Right? And this is how it goes in the game. Right? So, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Big up to Kyle Lowry, man. And this is what he said prior to the game. Just want to make sure that we hear this. No, no farewell today. No, 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 no. Hell no, not this year. Will you do a tour? Will you announce it? No, no. He's gonna be like, all right, y'all, peace. I'm signed with the Raptors for one day and it's out. You still <laughs> wanna do that? Yeah, I'm definitely retiring as a Raptor. That's that's something I've, I've said since I left here. I will sign that day contract, you know, and, and that'll be my, you know, I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. That's just how it's gonna be. Unless I die before that, but you know. Wow. Yo, Kyle Lowry can be, like, morbid sometimes, yo. <laughs> yo, man, this guy said, yo, I'm going to sign a one-day contract. That's just the way it's going to be unless I die before that, yo. Yo, Kyle Lowry is real, dog. <laughs> Anyways, man, yo, Kyle Lowry, man, just a little something for you. Absolute boss, man. Respect the Kyle Lowry, man. Respect the Kyle Lowry. And, um, you know, that day might be coming for him soon, man. Like, I think when he was with, like, Memphis and Houston and those teams, uh, nobody is talking about Kyle Lowry, man. Like, being inducted into a team's Hall of Fame or those types of things, right? Like, we talked about on this channel about whether Kawhi Leonard deserved a statue 
And I mentioned that, you know, I think the Raptors should do like something similar to what the Maple Leafs did with like the Legends role and include Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, um, you know, in that Vince Carter, Kawhi Leonard in that statues role, right? I mean, Kyle Lowry is going to get his jersey retired here, y'all. Like they're going to they're going to roll out the red the red carpet for Kyle Lowry before any other player. They're going to do that. Because again, like he exemplifies everything that it meant to be the a Toronto Raptor during our most winning era ever in franchise history, man. So big up to Kyle Lowry. And hopefully the Raptors can figure out how to get back on the winning track. I think we're at Charlotte. We're either at Charlotte or home to Charlotte. Regardless, that is a must win. Must win. Isn't LaMelo Ball injured? Gotta win that. No excuses. Gotta win it. So that game is on Friday. And I'll be keeping an eye on that because if we lose that game, we might have to make some history here and try to shake things up like sooner, you know. My thought process is to shake up the starting lineup, but like you can't be losing to Charlotte, dog. They are destined for the lottery, like early lottery. Like they're gonna have some ping pong balls for the number one slot. Oh boy. So yeah, man. Um, that's on Friday, but tomorrow or tonight, actually, Thursday. In-season tournament time, all right? So I just want to talk about the semifinals real quick and do a prediction before I get out of here, all right? So in the Eastern Conference, we have the Indiana Pacers versus the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Winner goes to on Saturday to the finals. I don't normally bet. I don't normally bet. But I took the money line <laughs> for the Pacers. I think the Pacers could win that one, yo. The Pacers could win that one because they're actually like playing this tournament to try to win it, yo. The way they came back on Boston and stuff, like that was low key, like some dope stuff, man. Dope stuff, man. Tyrese Halliburton, they're laughing at this guy on Twitter before in the in the first half. He didn't have like the most solid first half. Second half came out, boom, licks, guy. Like I was saying before, a couple episodes back, man, I'm like. I knew Tyrese Halliburton was good, but I didn't know he was so good. So good, yo. That guy's nice. That guy's nice, yo. So I got the Pacers to run all over the Bucks tonight, right? They're going to be running the floor like crazy. Final score will probably be like 138 to like 132 for the Pacers over in Milwaukee. Milwaukee got bigger fish to fry, man. I don't think they care too much about the in-season tournament. So I got the Pacers. In the finals for the NBA Cup. And they will either square off against the Pelicans or the Lakers in the West. And I did a video talking about, you know, if the Lakers win the NBA Cup or the in-season tournament. And LeBron James is the MVP. Does it enhance his legacy? Go check that video out. Um, I think the Lakers are going to take this thing all the way to the final. I think they're going to, like, slap the Pelicans. Slap. I'm not even sure if C.J. McCollum is playing. I know he came back and then went out, and then I'm, I'm not sure what his situation is. But I think the Lakers are actually trying to win this thing for real. 
Like LeBron James wants the in-season tournament. Because I was watching that game against Phoenix, man. Now, mind you, guy, these late games, I get tired, yo. I get tired, guy. I got to wake up in the morning early. I got stuff to do. My day is long. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not here twiddling my thumbs all day, yo. So, like, those late games, I get tired, yo. But I tried to stay up and watch it. And when I was watching LeBron, bro, LeBron is, like, what he's doing at this juncture in his career. Was it year 20 or year 21? Unbelievable what this guy's doing. He wants this this in-season tournament title. I believe that. I believe that. Now, the Pelicans, they're a team that could, you know, I don't think a lot of people picked them to be here in the semifinals of this in-season tournament. But I think maybe that's part of what the in-season tournament is about, right? You might have some teams that are, you know, not like the blue blood team, like a Lakers or Knicks or Boston, you know, a team that no one really expected to kind of be here. Not even really sure why I put the Knicks in there. Let's say like Boston or LA. <laughs> yo, man, I'm not hating on the Knicks guy, but yo, your owner suing us and stuff, not popping, man. But anyways, I think the Lakers are going to go to the finals, man. So it's going to be the Lakers and Pelicans. That is my prediction for the in-season tournament final, which will be on Saturday in Vegas. Yeah, man. So let me know what y'all comments are, man. Tell me about, you know, your thoughts on the Raptors, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Voice your frustrations if you need to, you know. And Kyle Lowry is going to be retiring a Raptor. We know that's going to happen. He's going to sign the one day. Let me know how you feel on that. I hope I hope many of us are on the right side of that one, by the way. I will argue back. I will, I will healthily, not even a word, I will have a healthy debate with someone that doesn't believe that Kyle Lowry that they should roll out the red carpet for him and have a one-day ceremony and let him retire as a Raptor. Don't do it. Don't be on the wrong side of this one. That, that That's an easy one, yo. Shouldn't even be a debate. But I want to hear it if you feel on the other side of that one. And then for the in-season tournament, I don't know, man. What do you think about the Lakers, man? What do you think about the Pacers? Do you think really, like, the Bucks should be taking this? I mean, are we not respecting the Pelicans? Because I thought the Lakers would, like, take them to the cleaners, yo. But, hey, I mean, never know, man. That's why they play the games, yo. It could easily end up being the Pacers and Pelicans in that final. I don't think the NBA is going to like that one. <laughs> I don't think they'll like that one, man. But anyways, if you made it to the end of this video, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. If you're not subbed already, please sub up, like, share, comment down below. If you're listening to this on Spotify, come down to YouTube, subscribe there. YouTube people, you can either go, if you want the audio version, we are now on Apple iTunes. We're now on Amazon Music. We are now on Google Podcasts and Spotify. So you can check me out there. Go follow, subscribe, whatever you got to do there. Let's run up the numbers, man. And for everybody that's been supporting me, again, I truly, truly, truly do appreciate you, man. But, yo, until next time, you know the flex is me, guy, and I'm out.